You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Nah, she's not here. She's not here. She's probably doing something embarrassing wherever she is. It's episode 377 of the New Utah Podcast. I don't know if that's prime or not. It's a good question. It might be. Let's find out if this so is going to be up, a prime right? episode. So Julia, I don't know if you guys heard, the gas line in the parking lot of her shop broke. Oh. So they evacuated everybody. Oh, shitty. And so the shop's been closed for like the last four and a half, five days. She had to cancel her weekend event, her yoga event. Today's the first day it's been open again. Oh, man. That's why she's not with this as she's been at her shop. That sucks. Yeah. So I did like, not know that. Yep. And it was the one that linked the, the coffee shop to her building. So the coffee shop's the main building. Yeah. And so it was in that stretch right there. So that whole, all of those businesses were closed. Everybody was out for the last like five days. That sucks. That's terrible. I feel bad for them. So yeah, when the gas company oh. shuts you down, there's no, well, can I just get in for a few minutes? Yeah. No, you're Ooh. out. You're out. When they do that, you're out. You're um, out. And we'll tell you when you can come back. And that's all there is to it. So anyway, that's where she is tonight. Is, this is the first day there. Back in business, and so she's... So did you put the TikTok mishap? No. That was her? Yeah. So, so we'll, say we'll have to ask her So we next don't know week. what Julia's TikTok mishap was? That's an embarrassing story, probably, is my guess. We'll have to save that for another day. That's okay. we got lots to talk about. We just had our annual uh, family Bear Lake trip with all of our friends, and this was... Some of our children. The biggest. This was the biggest we've done. We had the most people. We also had the most families, not just people, so... While the Levesques brought an army with them, um, <laughs> they were like almost a third, not quite. Because well, like the first year it was the Levesques, the Hughes, or no, no the Levesques, it, the Gates, and us. And, and us. And, and it that, wasn't all the Levesques. It was just Nate and um, Ty. Ty. And it wasn't even all my kids. No. Just, no. Oh, you don't ever bring all your kids. No. You it was just, just bring Hannah, the two you It love. was just Hannah and Jonathan. The other two <laughs> don't count. They're terrible kids or something. <laughs> Did you know. have both kids that year? Uh, yes, no. yes. Oh, yes, and, yes, yes, yes. And Kennedy. And Kennedy. That's right. And Kennedy was... Because we had invited Kennedy when we didn't think Cassie would be able to come, and then right. she could. So and, anyway. And we stayed in the cubby hole, which has given us stories for years. Yeah, the cubby hole was great, other than being dirty and probably having head in the freezer at That's some right. point uh, in its history. Some sort of... Um, it was actually just fine it for was. the size that we had. We all enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um, we missed, we missed the second year because we had you other were in plans. New York? I, think, that, I think you went to uh, the, that, uh, the hymns conference. Yeah, I something. had a conference or something. You guys were, yeah, the second year. So and I had, that's when you had the Gates, the Levex, the Hughes. Not the not Hughes. Not the Hughes. The just Hughes the didn't get to come, yeah. Blavos. Well, the Blavos came and Josh, and did Josh, oh, and, Josh and Carissa? Josh come? and Carissa. Yeah. So, so that was, you had, you had a f- two, two, sizable yeah. group. And then but, last year, but you had two new fam- two new families at once. Last year was it the same number of families plus Mike and because we had Mark and Brandy there as well, right? And then we had Mike and show up, but the Levex did not have all their kids there. No. But Nate and his friend, and so it's been a combination. Yeah, but we had for the first year Rhiannon with her husband Ben and their baby Samuel, Samuel. Uh, who was a hoot and was passed to and fro from every damn person in He's the house. Cute. And it was times. his first time in a lake, so it was fun watching them swim and then being on the boat. And so, yeah, the baby was fun. But, yeah, I, th- I think at one point we had somewhere between 27 and 30 people there. We had, like, over 30 at one point. <laughs> at I think the biggest point. the biggest point we had over 30. When when um, 
was it the Lex? The when, next when was there. It we was definitely Nate's, had over it's Nate's friend. When Nate's friend came yeah. with their kids, we had, had way over thirty three kids. Three kids three plus kids the two plus of them. Two more adults. So yeah, weather was good this time. That was perfect. It was beautiful the whole weekend. Uh, time on the, the lake, day, cold at night. We did find out the the cave. So the Minnetonka oh, cave yeah. that we went to last year, and we did a whole show about it. It's now by reservation only. So any of you. And it was way. full. It was full through September. Through September. So be aware you have to make reservations for it. You can't just go up there like we've done in the past. It's still really cool. I still recommend it, but you definitely need reservations. So we did the uh the go karts. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, the go karts were they were interesting. They're go karts. I don't know. There's you go-karts. say that because you were the winner. Well, I tried. You were in the fastest car, plus you were the lightest person in the race. I don't know if I was the fastest car. Other people won in other cars. I was... Okay. The reason that Jonathan didn't win the second race in that car that he had won in the first race by a lot is because... He got rammed like three times. Yeah, two or three times. Two, like taken out the, to the, where the, the guys The first had time to... he got rammed out of the gate and he kind of started slow on purpose. So stop kicking the dog. She's literally eating her thumb so loud. I can hear it. Through um, <laughs> so she sure she doesn't have the lobster. Yes. Um, anyway, so, so he got, he purposely started slow so he could actually have a race. And then he got rammed into a, like a massive traffic jam. And the best part was like there were three, Three or four cars involved, and Truman comes around the outside of them and just fucking salutes, salutes all everybody because he was in last place. Yeah, and so then he comes back around, and Jonathan's gotten out of that jam, and Truman slams him into a different wall so much so that the guy had to go pull, pull him his, out, pull his car out so he could get going again. He still ended up in, in third, third place. place. So that I yeah. feel like that he was had a triumph. The fastest car, which was the, the car, car I had, was no doubtly the slowest. I like how. Because the reason that I won was because I no, had no, no. the fastest you car. You did good driving because John was being an ass. Like, John was not going to let you pass. And, and I tried to help you and, and you made caused it worse. it worse, but you got past it. Yeah. So everybody who drove in my car came in last every yeah. time. So really it just, good. like, you had it floored the whole time, and it's like, it's all I got. Yeah, the and guy did tell us one of the cars is a lot faster than the other ones, and that was the one with Number the 55. Yep. It was. So I started at the back and just had no hope. That I would ever get And she ended up in first place. And I started out in front and ended up last place. Yeah, yeah. But it's just the car. They're fun, though. It's fun. Yes, there's competition. Still didn't do the ropes course. I know. Every single year I want to do the ropes course, and we've never done it. And this year I was was in high hopes because other people wanted to do the ropes course. So I was like, oh, if other people want to do it, surely we'll go. I think we'll go next year. No. Well, yeah. There's There's... There's bikes. We still haven't, as a group, like rented e-bikes or anything. You know, there's also like the four wheelers and the side by sides that you can. Man, do. that Pickleville Playhouse is popular as shit. Yeah, there were a ton of people there every time. Like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was sure talking it was sold to somebody out. today who had gone up on Friday night to watch um, her friend play Ursula in the Little Mermaid. Oh, Little Mermaid. Oh, there you go. Uh, we went to the Redburg Barn. That's the first time I've been. Yeah, to the Burger Barn. That place. That is good. hot dog was really good. Yeah, that their the fries are fantastic. Dog. They have all the different sodas, uh, which I think is a is a key Utah element. Um, I really liked it. Those burgers were delicious. Yeah, Jonathan had the quadruple mega. I, he fucking finished it in half a second. He eats faster than Josh does. And then went home and had more snacks. I can't. He's, he's, like a, he's hit that point where he just, he just He's a bottomless eats. pit. He just eats and eats and eats. Okay, and then pizza day, he had eight, eight pieces of pizza. Eight pieces, a whole pizza. On Taco Night, he, did, he only had the one plate of He's like, oh, I could him. have several. Ta-. But that's because before we started Taco Night, he went and got shakes with John. Yeah. And that's what I was like. I'll get shakes 
after tacos. I don't want to eat. I don't want to have shakes before and then ruin. And they all went and got That's shakes. That's okay. My girls more than made up for it. They each had two full, like oh, heaping full really plates good. of tacos. Food is always good when we go. In fact, the most disappointing food the whole place, the whole time is Cooper's. It was. Like, I don't even feel like we should go there again. There's not really another place to go. Yeah, but we Why should bother? just not go. Like, I would rather just go get burgers or something. Well, the reason night. that we had started going there was because we were going up on Thursdays. Yeah, and that was like, fend for your, well, let's not have a meal. Let's just go to Cooper's right. together. Because everybody was kind of getting there, you know, around, we were all getting there around four. And so it was like, well, let's just go out to dinner because we don't really have time to get unloaded and cook dinner. Yeah. But yeah, I'd rather just go to the burger bar and, and yeah, I think that's not a good spend idea. ninety dollars at Cooper's for a mediocre. Because Cooper's is okay, but it's Mine not worth the really price. Good. Well, they we had to send both the girls steaks back uh, because they ordered medium rare and they came out well done, well done, like really well done. And then that the service was great in terms of getting them back out and everything else. But like it just it wasn't. is nice they have like the drinks and the appetizers and yeah, I just don't know that it's worth it. Long term, I don't think we continued. Well, that let's trend. be honest. The food everybody made was better. Oh fuck yeah! Like the dinners, everything the, was better just, than Cooper's. So, um, and boat day was great. It was just smashing success. Jet ski, a couple houseboats, driving around they on the lake. Boats. Well, pontoon. they were pontoon boats. But we did our 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 boat did lose power for a little while. <laughs> like the battery is <laughs> like dead at the end. Had to call from the middle of the lake, like, "Hey, uh, so this boat you rented us, uh, it's not starting. Think the battery's dead." Like, okay, we'll get a battery out there. Let it sit for fifteen minutes, and it finally turned. I over. almost wonder if it was flooded. No, it was the battery. I even talked to them afterwards. Oh. And they're like, no, that totally sounds like the battery. Okay. Like, it just didn't have enough. So it needed to sit and get some. Well, if you charge. remember, like, when Chris and Sean were off on their little adventure, um, Heather was a couple of times had a hard time getting it started. Oh, that's true. She needed to stop. And she, I think that she thought that she was doing something wrong. Well, I mean, in theory, she was because she was turning the engine off every time. And you're not really supposed to turn the engine off. You just put it in neutral and the prop's not moving. But but she was turning the engine off. And when you turn the engine off, then you have to restart, restart. it. And so I bet she stopped and started that thing every time you guys oh, pick yeah, someone up. And so, yeah, that's definitely going to cause some drain on the battery. Because it takes a lot of juice to get the initial go-go. It's a big motor. Um, but, you know, a lot of fun. I did want honestly, I don't think anybody really missed out on anything because we were pulling the tube back up anyway to go meet the Lovex to give it to them. So I did want to talk about a couple things sort of related to the lake. The first is um, the day we come back on Sunday, there was a kid that died at Echo Reservoir. Speaking of propellers on boats, um, he got he he was in the water and got hit a by the prop. Three or four year old, three three year old. Yeah, yeah I saw that article. That's so sad. Got hit by the prop, died there on scene. They couldn't couldn't bring him back that's really i was thinking about that as you know you were talking about we had you know henry and we had the baby and i was like because henry's four the baby's not even one yet or just barely one i don't remember not one yet yet. not that that is not a possibility but the nice thing about the pontoon is it's the school bus (laughs) of boats yeah it can go fast but like the prop is not like especially if you're not running the boat if you have it neutral like you're supposed to and i'm not saying you can't tip a pontoon boat but you'd have to try really damn hard. I would appreciate if they would put bright red flags instead of the like Those really faded, faded orange shitty ones. orange ones that they have, um, and put some flag poles on the boat for you to put the flag in. Yeah, 
Uh, but I get it, you know. I had to yell at a couple of the kids to like get off their ass because they would be like, "Okay, put the flag up," and they just sit there with the flag like barely above their head. I'm like, "No one can fucking see that." Like, if another boat's coming by, they're just gonna run and in, run into whoever's in the water. Like, you need to stand up. So, <laughs> so I wanted to talk a little bit about that because that is, I mean, it's fun to go out there, and I think people take for granted understanding boating operations and how to how to I get drive nervous when I'm driving the jet ski because I'm like I don't really know where I'm supposed to go or not supposed to go or what I'm supposed to do how to, con- how to control the boat those sorts of things like it's not it's not a car it's a different no, animal and it doesn't you, turn the same it definitely does not stop the same nope doesn't turn the same doesn't stop the same doesn't back up like a car does no. you actually go back the, the opposite way which is a little weird um, it also reacts a lot slower. Like, yeah. you know, a car turns on a dime, basically, not a boat. Well, you're in a moving, like your road is essentially also moving, like you're moving and your road is moving in a boat. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, and you have a lot of force behind you, like as you move and you're cracking open that water, like it, it's moving with you at that point and, you know, backing, like slowing down or making a turn is, is difficult. So... Just be careful, pay attention, um, take some lessons. If don't you, let your kids fly out of the boat. Yeah, don't. I fell off the boat three times. <laughs> he wasn't even drinking. No, I didn't have a drop of liquor in me. <laughs> I fell off the boat what three times. It's literally in the middle of peeing and just well, fell off the boat. To be fair, I hadn't got my wiener all the way out yet. I fell off the boat and trying to get it out. And, trying to balance that big boy. Well, I just, yeah, it just couldn't handle it. It just tipped <laughs> just over. As soon, right as I, over. as soon as I got it out, it tipped <laughs> me over. Um, I had no problem peeing after that, that's for sure. Um, was a little jealous of Ben's uh, pee Lord. stream. Man, that guy. Every time we drove past the boat, he's peeing. Yeah, well, and it had its own wake, the pee stream. <laughs> so I was like, man, to be in my mid-20s again, <laughs> peeing like that. Cutting glass with B. Um, I also wanted to talk about how high the lake was. Um, so we've talked about how much water we've got over this last year. Um, you know, one of the wettest winters ever. Um, going to be one of the wettest years, um, like in the top 10 uh, of recorded history uh, in the state. Bear Lake rose 17, 17 feet. feet. Um, it is. And you could tell. It's very full. I mean, you like the, the shallows are very, very wide. Um, like when we went to the beach. Where we were at, we were standing out in the water, like waist deep, where we were previously on the beach last year. Yep. Because um, the beach was really long. And um, so it was, I mean, it was fun. It was nice to have uh, all that extra water. Um, also, you know, Bear Lake is a lake, it's not a reservoir. Right. Most of what we think of as lakes that we spend a lot of time at are actually our reservoirs. So, Flaming Gorge, Lake Powell, Lake Mead, those are all reservoirs. Jordan Elm, Strawberry. Strawberry, Deer Creek, like those are all reservoirs. They have Rockport. dams. They're, they're to hold our drinking water, basically, uh, in our agricultural water. Um, and they're all super full still. So yep, that's good. Um, they are the reservoir system as a whole in the state, um, as of Monday. So this was yesterday, 81% capacity, which is fabulous. Last year at this time, the reservoirs were at 50% capacity. Um, uh, the median level, so the normal level is 64%, and that includes with those bad drought years. Um, important always to note that Lake Powell and Flaming Gorge are not ever included in the Utah numbers because we do not use the water out of those in Utah for the most part. Even though they both have 
Flaming Gorge is like just a little tiny corner that's in Utah, but the dam's in Utah. But Lake Powell, most of it's in Utah. Yeah. Um, but we don't really use the water it's from Lake Powell. So far down south that it doesn't really. Yeah, it's mostly used for for southern states. Um, uh, so those aren't ever included. And in fact, Lake Powell is still really low. Um, I think I was reading. Hold on, I'm gonna go look. Uh, they can't hold on. It's a podcast. <laughs> Lake Powell's at 37 percent. Um, and so it's really low. There were a few reservoirs we talked about, um, earlier in the year that they purposely had lower, um, because they were working on the infrastructure there, the dams and stuff. But Lake Powell at 37% is still really well, low. It's an, it would reach an all time low again this year. If you remember when we did our Lake Powell a couple weeks yeah. ago, about a month ago, the highest it's ever been was like 89%. In the mid eighties. Yeah, in eighty three, eighty four. Is the highest it's ever been. So it's never hit capacity. It was not designed well. The Great Salt Lake rose five and a half feet off of the snowpack. Um and it's lost about a foot of that at this point, but that's fantastic. We really needed it to yeah. get some water. Um and I like that you can see from space to raise five feet. That is a significant. Yeah, I mean that's a and that's the thing that like a lot of people forget. The size of these lakes, like Bear Lake the size of how big that is to add to get 17, it to 17 feet, feet. That's yeah. a lot of water. Um, same thing for all these reservoirs. So it's really good news for us from a water situation. Um, there is a caveat. We don't know what next year is going to hold. Yeah. We don't know what the year after that's going to hold. I mean, look what happened in Hawaii. Hawaii is a tropical island in the middle of the Pacific experiencing drought. Just had some of the most horrific wildfires in history. in history, period. Not just in the history of Hawaii, in history, period. Killed more people, and I think we're going to see that death toll go way up over the next few days as they start. So scary to see people just jumping into the ocean yep. because they had nowhere to go. Running from their cars on an interstate that they left to be burned by the fire to jump in the ocean because they needed to get away to save their lives. It's absurd. Yeah. Well, in a place like that, they've never experienced forest fires. No, not really. Where here, it's more common here. It's become a way of life in this. You know, not to drive through it. You kind of, there, they had no idea they're driving along. Well, not only that, they don't have a choice. It's not like there's a million different routes routes, to take. That's it. And those flames jump, and that's what... They don't realize. Well, and they, they had hurricane force winds. They had a hurricane. That's what, happen. That's that's what started, started it. Is the fire started in the, the hurricane and then the hurricane was blowing. The fire started because, everywhere. because of the hurricane winds knocking down power lines and the stupid power company not fucking turning the power off when the poles were clearly not going to withstand those winds. There's images of those things before the fire, like barely hanging on touching tall, dry brush grass, and they didn't fucking shut the power off. Like, come on, guys. There's no doubt the power well, company's at fault for that. You know, we talk about the winds and, and the, the fire jumping things, but if you've got hurricane force winds... Of course it's going to jump. It's, it's gonna, like, it's not no just it jumping. Out. It's literally flying 80, 90 mile an hour winds. Like, and just hitting everything. Yeah, so, tragic. So my point was, you still need to conserve water. I'm, you know, I'm really hopeful. I see tons of green yards. And I'm like, fuck, not my yard, by the way. We're still trying to decide <laughs> what we're going to do with it. But I haven't watered the front all year. Um, I'm just going to replace it. We're probably going to do zero scaping. The clover didn't really take up front. I'm replacing all of the backyard with clover. Um, I, I've got some experimental patches that have done really well. 
Uh, and once it cools down a little bit more, probably in September, I'm going to dig up the whole damn backyard and redo it. Um, I just want to be more water conscious and that's kind of what I would hope, uh, everyone else does. Cause one good year. And it's year, so stinking pretty and it like, I don't know if anybody remembers, but when Jessica was on and we'd get in the, the whole dandelion debate cause she was like, I leave the dandelions for the bees. And I was like, I hate the dandelions. Uh-huh. It looks so ugly. Clover flowers. And uh-huh. bees yep. love it. Yep. So you can have this beautiful clovery lawn with, with these pretty little yellow flowers that aren't weeds that bees love. And it's literally the whole lawn. Some are white, some are yellow. They're mm-hmm. pretty little flowers. We there. have white Dutch clover. And there's some yellow clover that yeah, that's already true. Existed, in, in our flower beds, we have yellow. That's but why I, I got yellow, white, but Dutch, white Dutch seed um, nice. because it's the better clover for what we're trying to do. I hardy, think. more hardy. Yeah. So... Anyway, so I just, just a word to the wise, like we, uh, you know, we may not likely have another year like this. Um, you know, well, this was a once in a hundred years. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of those lately. That's global, true. Global warming slash climate change is a real thing. And, and I think we're starting to experience extreme shifts in weather. So I hope for another wet winter. Um, Jeremy and I and were talking about when the West Coast falls into the ocean and San Francisco is, is an island. island. That's not going to happen, man. <laughs> God, that's a farce. Yeah, that's a farce. No one wants to go there. It, it, it's like the Isle of the Damned, man. San Francisco, everyone's leaving. What's that? What's the movie with Sylvester Stallone in the 90s where San Francisco's a prison and there's a wall all the way around it? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Are you sure that's not the like L.A. movie? Um, what's it called? Escape from L.A.? <sighs> I think you're thinking Escape is from it, L.A., but I don't know if that's Stallone. It doesn't. I, it, anyway. It'll be an island. Same principle. We'll send all of our prisoners there. Uh, kind of like Alcatraz, part two. San Francisco. I'm looking it up. Island. San Francisco Island. That sounds so funny. Um, yeah, you're full of shit. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think it was... Uh, um, what is? What did I say? Escape from, from L.A.? LA. Who, who was in that? The one I'm thinking of was I thought Sylvester Stallone, and he has to escape... Anyway, it'll be like that, just an island. Yeah, well, there we, we are. Can send all of our prisoners. I saw you put this, uh, the, the U.line okay. thing on there. I read about that okay. the other day. Um, that's freaking awesome. Um, so those yeah, of you so not, explain because I'm not in the know. Those of you not from Utah, uh, the striping on our freeways is a freaking joke. If it's rainy. We've, we've actually talked about it before oh, yeah. on the show, uh, probably a few times over the years. If like, it's rainy, you can't you can't see it. So Utah, unlike a lot of places, Utah, we get a lot of snow and we salt the roads. We cannot. So if you live in California or in Texas or anywhere down south, a lot of times you will see raised up little tags or bumps to denote the markers for the road. Right. Um, because it is tough. Like when it, when a road gets wet with the oil and stuff, it's tough to see lines. The problem in Utah is our roads get repainted constantly. They have to because... The snow does a number on them with the ice and, and the, the, plows. the plows. And you can't put those bumps or those tags in because the plows just destroy them. Um, and all it takes is one winter and they're gone. Right. And so we have for years been trying to find solutions because when it rains, there are roads. You're just kind of guessing. You just do your best guess. And even if it's not rainy, sometimes it's just dark. And right. you cannot, your lights are not they reflective enough reflect, off of right? the, the lines. Or like a blizzard. Yeah, you can't see the lines. You, and the, 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 the rain is the worst by far though. Right. Like if it, especially if it's dark and it's raining, you can't see the lines at all. And you're like, 
Well, I think this is a lane because I know there's two lanes on this road and there's a dude next to me, so we'll just make this the lane. So Governor Cox, the, the thing that I saw, Governor Cox is the one that instigated it and said, it's time. We've got to it's, do something about so this. So they've been doing tests for like four or five years uh, in different segments around the state trying to find the right solution. Uh, and they finally found what they equate to be the best. And they actually dig out a section and then fill it. Yeah. So Did they, you see the little video? Yeah. So they dig out a little bit of the asphalt. They put a solid black like thing on it, like paint, basically. It's like a thick paint, more or less, but it's solid black. Then they stripe over that with the reflective paint. And that's the one that they've had the best, the most success with. And um, since it's actually testing, it's actually indented. You can't scrape it off. It yeah. won't come off. It's not indented so much that like plow blades are going to get no, caught. No, it's like a, it's like two inches maybe. It's not even that. It wouldn't be two inches. You mean two like centimeters? Is that yeah, what you it's, mean? It's less than an inch. Well, they dig the hole and then they fill oh. it. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. But but the indentation is less than an inch. It's really small. You won't notice it even drying right. over it with your tires. Um, so hopefully it works. Um, you know, they did these. They've been doing tests for several years. Um, and what do they do in Wyoming? Get the feedback. Um, nothing. They don't use salt in Wyoming. They use dirt. Okay, but and they're Wyoming almost all if you notice the highway in Wyoming, the interstates, they're all concrete. There's almost no asphalt. It's like if you if you notice like it's and concrete doesn't have the same the issue is the asphalt. And we use almost exclusively asphalt for our roadways here in, in Utah. Um because I don't know why, actually, because they get fucked up pretty, probably because they're easier to fix when they get fucked up. Like when potholes happen, you can just fill them in with more asphalt. When you have a concrete pothole, it's a lot worse. And because of the way we salt roads. So in a place like Wyoming, where they put dirt down, the roads don't freeze and thaw the same way. Right. So there's almost always a layer of ice on them at some point. And so you have the dirt over top of it, which gives you traction. But there's still ice. In Utah, where we use the salt and we use solution, it's liquid underneath a lot of the times. And so if that ends up freezing, it gets into the cracks of, like, concrete right. and will expand and destroy the concrete. Well, if it expands, one, there's more room to expand in asphalt. But, two, if it destroys the asphalt, you can literally just pour, you know, a little bit of asphalt and fill the hole, and it looks like the road's fine. Yep. Which is how they do the repair. And resurfacing is really easy with asphalt. You just... Grade it down a few inches and then lay new asphalt and it's fine. And you can reuse the asphalt. Like yeah. the existing asphalt, you just heat it back up. I don't know what they do with it. I don't know if they, that's what they do. Take it back to the asphalt truck plant or something. Go through it. I have no idea. But yeah, I, I'm sure it's it, cheaper. Now it's going to take a couple years to repaint all the lines across the state with Well, this yeah, new because they have stuff. to dig out all of the little, I mean, I'm sure there's a machine, right? There's yeah, it's a, be a, it's a machine that does it. it. Yeah, they drive, the they drive in it. So it's all automated. It like digs it out, puts the little, Whatever in there paints it, so it just yeah, it's all slowly on. moves across. But it'll take a while for it to get across. They're gonna really focus on all the big roads, so the the interstates and stuff, uh, and then they'll move to like the the big byways and highways inside that the means city. The freeway will be shut down. No, it won't. They do it at night when there's like no one on it. Hopefully, it works. I'm excited to see. It's yeah, been I mean, long overdue. Okay, with us this week, we have uh, Ash Byerly or Ashley Byerly. She goes by Ash, so we're just going to call her Ash. Ash, not ass. 
Sorry. <laughs> I, I do like commonly I was... go by Astley. So. Well, there we go. Astley is with us. No, uh, Ash I is... just call him asshole. So, you know, wow. there we go. One yeah. and the same. She's married to Besides me. Besides Rick so. Astley. No, I'm not going to pull that song. You're not going to rickroll us? No. Okay. <laughs> I think that's horrible when people do that. I did see a clever bumper sticker the other day that um, had said something like, say the opposites, and it was always, you know, never... No, it like went through it and it was never, never going to let you, you down. Yeah. It was just all the opposites. Nice. Yeah. I know there's uh, those QR codes that people have that it takes you to. Takes you to his stupid uh, video. song. Anyway. To the Rick Roll. Yeah. I've seen tattoos of it. You get the like Spotify. Code. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, they have those specific like similar to a QR code links for Spotify. And it's That's that super cool until that goes out of date and they don't, that doesn't like work anymore. Yeah, yeah. Unless exactly. you host it yourself somewhere for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, these are like the Spotify code itself tattooed on someone's body. So. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe <laughs> well, Rick, Spotify goes out of business. Or right, Rick exactly. Ashley might be pissed at Spotify and pull all the shit down at some point. And then what are you going to do? Like now you just have, maybe it goes to some really shitty song like Baby Shark after that. Baby Shark. I honestly, I don't know. Give it a couple years. I might be happier about Did you know the CIA uses that song in interrogations? Baby Shark? Yeah. I would not doubt it. They play it like 24 hours a day Loud. to break people. What? To break people. I'm serious. Oh it would God. break me. How would you know? Because I saw it on TikTok. This guy oh, that's a... No, because I saw it on the fucking internet. On TikTok. That, it, no, it's that's a guy like that's, worse than the internet. That's I saw it on TikTok, so it's got to be it's true. It's a guy that's a, that's a CIA, agent, CIA uh-huh. agent talking about different things that that's they do. That's what you think. It's just new age burn notice. You know, so. <laughs> so I love a- that show. Ash is the uh, the manager and operator of uh, Glimpse Piercing Boutique. That's why she knows a lot about tattoos. They don't do tattoos at the piercing studio, I assume, right? Correct. Yeah, but just you, piercings. You probably see a lot of tattoos come through <laughs> the shop, I'd assume. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that is. Not that it goes uh, hand in hand, but usually. It kind of does. Yeah. Usually People with a lot of piercing tattoos, it kind of goes the same. Yeah. I mean, you just have a regular like, one ear pierced or like normal, like babe, like when you torture like, babies with ear piercings. No, I feel like you know if you can handle uh, multiple stabbings, like why not just one? Yeah, but, I yeah. mean, we get a good mixed crowd. I think and the uh, needles are usually a lot bigger though <laughs> when you get in a tattoo somewhere. People seem more scared of piercings, I think, than tattoos. Usually, I'd say a good portion of the crowd are people coming in and saying, "Oh, well, if I could get my spine tattooed, this will be nothing," and then they pass out when you pierce their nostril. You know, like <laughs> no, it's a bit again. The needle's bigger, man. I got my blood drawn this morning, and that needle's. Do you remember nothing. when Sean like freaked out about getting her oh blood God. drawn, and then all of a sudden she was like, "Look, mom!" and she's got like her nose pierced. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so our daughter, this is when she was like probably a freshman or sophomore in high school. Um, she had to get her blood drawn for some some tests, and uh, we go to the lab core place to get her blood drawn, and she's like, Before it even she's happens. like a nervous wreck. And she's like, oh, I can't look, I can't look. And she like turns her head and she's like looking at us. The lady takes the alcohol swab and swabs the inside of her elbow and she screams and starts bawling. And I couldn't not laugh. I was laughing so hysterically. I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me, Sean? She's like, it hurts. I'm like, it's an alcohol swab. And now she's got tattoos. And she and looks down and she, then she realizes how stupid she's being and starts laughing and gets through the whole experience just fine. But Maybe like, that changed her because, yeah, now she has tattoos and piercings. Well, she also stabs other people. Like, true. she's a CNA. She, <laughs> her true. and her roommate had to practice poking each other to get their CNA stuff. So Those are some of my best clients. Like, we get a lot of the uh, medical industry of sorts, and they're like... 
at glimpse we particularly pierce with iv needles and oh, so they're very familiar with that let me help yeah. you start <laughs> describing it so yeah you tell them like hey look i use a catheter needle or an iv needle uh and they're like oh awesome what size and you start <laughs> and then there's and all then their anxiety about gone. it yeah it's awesome so That's i'm gonna awesome. take a step back we'll get into we'll get heavily into the piercing soon because i don't I think you're the first person we've had on the show that does piercing. I think so. We've had a couple tattoo artists mm-hmm. over Can the I, years, but I don't think we've ever had anyone. That's seven and a half years, I have to think about it, but I think you're the first piercer we've had. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, we um, had a couple of firsts. We had the doulas, the after doula ladies. We had, yeah, we had the the postpartum, postpartum doulas. We had death doulas. And we've had a death wow. doula. What is that? A death doula or so someone that guides people through when you're your last end of it's life. It's kind of like a hospice. Okay. Kind of. It's like the, it's the, it's the hospice that is the, not the nursing medications, but like holistic, helping the family get through it, determining funeral arrangements and all that sort of stuff. How's life going to look like after? Less so for the holding the hand of the person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so first question, uh, out of the gate for you is, uh, what, when were you born? Month and day? Me? Yes. Oh, uh, September 13th. December 15th-ish. So maybe Christmas Christmas time? party. September. No, no, no. no. Your parents. We're talking about your conception. Oh. When, oh, uh, you yeah. said when I was I Yes. We're yeah. talking about oh. when your parents had No, sex. actually, funny story. Um, my mom told me it was actually my brother's first birthday. It was February 26th. I was born three months premature. There you oh. go. There you go. <laughs> so that's okay. even so our science is not exact, obviously, because we don't know which people are three months premature, but yep. makes a lot. So yeah, your birthday's birthday. Brother's huh? birthday party. Yep. Uh, my mom actually, for many years of my life, probably younger than I ever needed to hear it, told me, you know, in that very final moment that he said, and now you're pregnant. <laughs> and she said, I better not be. And then he and was right. Here I am. Yep. <laughs> so where were you born? Uh, Reno, Nevada. Reno. <gasps> One of our doulas was, was born in Reno. Reno. Oh, yeah. She was not born in Reno. No, she lived in Reno. She lived in Reno. Yeah. Ah. But, and I asked her, well, no, she lived in Carson City, which I told her was basically Reno, because they're pretty close. <laughs> but they're like 30 miles. Carson's pretty big. Yeah, but so is Reno. But, but also, then you looked it up and realized how much further apart they were than you were 30, thinking. They're 30 miles apart. They're basically the same town. So, in my eyes, so where in Reno? Like Reno, Reno, or kind of? Uh, Washoe County. So I was actually born in Washoe County Hospital, which from what I understand has since been demolished. It's yeah. not a hospital So not the, not the alley so. behind the circus circus in <laughs> Reno? I've seen some. God, no. I have no idea. I've been to casinos like twice in Reno, and one time I was like, "What?" Like, because I, I was like on a business phone call or something, so I had to get away from like the casino floor. And I'm like walking just around the building, and I get to a spot where you can like see out some windows. There's like a back alley, and I watched someone shoot up while I was on this call for oh, business, and I was lovely. like, "Oh, so that's Reno." Like, <laughs> I did you that got once the casino. When I was at work. You got like watch someone shoot up. But that was probably in like the that was homeless camp. That was homeless campment, right? Yeah. yeah. Does it matter? No, I really like, like that's the, do- the documentary Reno Nine One One. Yeah, that docu series. Have you ever seen that? Uh uh-uh. uh How uh, how long did you spend in Reno? Was this I, like it's she's a like baby? Yeah, okay. She's like I was there till six months. My old. mom and dad were done having kids by the time they were twenty one and retreated back to Utah to their families for okay. help. So, so are you the youngest. <laughs> I am in the middle child. Wow, and they were done with kids at 21? Yeah, both my parents at this point are in their third marriages with oh. many kids. Um, so of my mom and dad, I right. am the youngest. Were, uh, were they of the predominant faith of the area? Nope. Not with three kids living in Reno, dude. No, but by the time you're 21? 
You've got three kids living in Reno. You can't become Mormon at that point. No, they both kind of ran away. My mom had her first kid at 15, so. That sounds like your mom. (laughs) My mom was 19 when she had me, just because she was irresponsible. I am the youngest, but when you count all my halves and steps, no, I'm right in the middle. (laughs) Gotcha. Did you grow up with with all of them, like, in your life regularly? Because, like, I have a half-sister and I think a half-brother, but I've never really met them. Uh, yeah, no, my mom's first kid, she gave up, so I, I never really got to know her. I think we started talking maybe when I was in ninth grade, and, well, we only talked until I had a baby, and that didn't go great. But uh my other half-siblings, yeah, no, my sister, um, my brother, they both are of my dad's side of the family and are still around, um, but they are five and 11 years younger than me. Oh, wow. So, so younger, yeah. my, my little brother, actually, Christian, actually pierces at the piercing studio with oh, me nice. now. Oh, so, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Brought him in. That's awesome. So, so what, okay, so from Reno, where, where did you go next? Uh, they came back and split up pretty immediately. So I guess I was the catalyst there. Mm-hmm. They were done. Um, so you broke your parents up. Good job. Yeah. Uh, come on. <laughs> no, don't. From what I hear is a good thing because otherwise one of them might be dead. So. <laughs> don't 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 bl- don't blame yourself for that. They were gonna break up anyway. Like, Probably should no have sooner. Yeah. But I wouldn't be here if I if they did. So. Exactly. No, they. Uh, my mom ended up having us for a, a handful of years in Kearns, so Kearns. I kind of grew up in up right in here, where you are. Yeah, yeah, actually, just on the other side of the railroad tracks. Yeah. She lives pretty close too. She yeah, said, I'm five so. minutes away. <laughs> I'm on the border of West Valley and West Jordan. So, so are we, technically. Yeah. Technically, I pay water to Kearns, but everything yeah, else is see, West Jordan. So West Jordan's West right Jordan's there across West the street, Valley's and West right Valley's there. across that street. Yep, so. exactly. She's right so here. did you live with your mom the whole time, or did you kind of do some bouncing around? I lived with my mom. I actually don't remember how long I lived with my mom initially. I that was ended a good up, experience, living with mom. Yeah, I can picture what her house looked like. I can picture memories of me and my brother being alone in her house. That does but sound like your mom. <laughs> I lived with my dad, actually, uh, as far as my memory goes, until I was eight years, nine years old. Okay. And then I moved in with my mom. We lived in Riverton till I graduated high school. So did you go to Riverton High? I did. What year did you graduate? 2010. Okay, so my kids went there, but they would they were... That was... That was well, you just barely had one graduate, and you still have one coming When did Julia graduate? Just before COVID, like 2019? Yeah. And that's the oldest. Is my oldest. It's been a while. Yes. So yeah. they're your brother's age. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. He graduated in twenty one, but yeah, pretty yeah. close. So that was was Maya twenty one. I think so. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I, I live in Riverton. <laughs> one of them was somewhere near there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So from nine years old till I got pregnant at eighteen, I lived in Riverton. So. Yeah. So then you have you got pregnant, have a kid. Yep. She's turning twelve in October. Wow. Sassy as ever. Oh, it gets worse. Waiting for a plane right? ticket to finish being booked. Man, can I tell <laughs> can I tell the story about Sean? So Sean, my youngest. So she is a late developer. She just talked about Aunt Flo. It makes sense, all right? Because I know what she's talking I, about. Yeah, that's why I was. We had two. That's we story. had two daughters as well. Um, Cassie, who blossomed in like what fourth grade. Fourth grade. And, wow. uh, so real early. And then there's Sean. Nope. Seventh grade. Nope. Eighth grade. Nope. Ninth grade. Nope. I think it was sophomore year of high school. No. It was, it might have been between ninth and tenth I, grade. No, I, but I there, feel like she was still in middle school. No, no, she wasn't. <laughs> I grew up with my best friend was that way. We're, but she was like, I just want my period. And, we're like, and her no, sister would be like, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I hate it. Now she looks back and she's like, "Why? Why was I so dumb?" 
What, well, it's like terrible. when you're a kid and you, you really want braces and you really want glasses, <laughs> like, like when you're no. little. I never wanted I those I never wanted things. either one of them. And when I had to get glasses, <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, I can see. Yeah. It was like, there was no desire to have them, but I was like, oh shit, like there's that, you leaves actually have a yeah, shape that's, the that's exactly thing. what like, i say I, I had a my dad has always been really cocky in the sense of like everyone in my family's perfect we've always got 2020 vision and i ended up in sixth grade with glasses and i so didn't I find out till i was like a sophomore kid. in high school and only because one of my teachers cared enough to be like hey i noticed that you don't participate in discussions when you're on the back side of the room from the board but if you're close to the board you participate a lot have you had your vision checked ever I'm like, yeah, it was fine in middle school. He's like, yeah, you should probably go get that checked. Sure enough. Sure enough. Not great vision. Yeah, no, I ended up with glasses in sixth grade, and I ended up getting LASIK in 2019. And the difference between not knowing I couldn't see and getting glasses in sixth grade and being like, okay, not loving it, because now I'm being picked on by my family and my friends. But then getting LASIK, that was when uh, I went. LASIK, so oh my it's a game changer, isn't it? It is. My, I cried. I took an Uber the whole way back home because no one accompanied me to my appointment. My and I called my like mom. In first grade. Let her finish telling her story. <laughs> Sorry. Interrupt her. Anyway. I you. called my mom the whole way home and was just crying. And I mean, I was crying from the moment they rolled me out from under that laser. I could see the little speckles in the ceiling and I was like, these are my eyes. They're like, this is why we do what we do. Yeah. And yeah, I called my mom. I said, Mom, I can see a McDonald's a mile away. There are <laughs> shapes of leaves. And that was that was my defining moment. I was like, this is the best thing I've done for myself as an adult. The first morning I woke up and didn't have to put glasses on, I was like, holy shit. I had mine too late. Bad. So now I can see far, but I can't see close up. <laughs> so she's got to wear the readers. Yeah. Like Jeremy. Like me. That's what I was warned about. My, uh, my boyfriend's parents are in their 60s-ish. And his dad got... LASIK when he was in his late 40s. Yeah. So it, it didn't do Same. a whole lot for him. He well, still it has helped, to do like, the back and forth. It's nice, like, like we went boating. Mm -hmm. And that's great. Like, I don't have to worry about contacts or anything like that. But, like, like looking at this, like, I have to do this whole thing. Or use the readers that are in the coffee cup. <laughs> or have cup. to do the readers and, like, looking at my phone. If I look at my phone for too long and then I look up, I can't see my computer anymore because my eyes have been, like, super high-focused. Mm -hmm. But he's five years younger than me, and we had it done at the same time, and he's fine. I have escaped mm -hmm. the need for readers for a few more. They'll, they'll come. It'll yeah, come. it'll come. But, but see, I yeah, think everyone that... tried to talk me out of it because of that. They no said, way. don't do not do it because now this is what I experienced. It's like, I, I was 25 when yeah, I did it. I think that's but a here's, great thing. But here's the difference. You would have experienced that anyway, and you just end up with bifocals. So you're still wearing glasses all the time. You just either wear contacts and readers or bifocals versus now you can put readers on to see up close, but eventually, eventually. So like talking to the eye doctors, like talking to the ophthalmologist, they're like, yeah, you're going to, because you're getting this done before your nearsightedness is going, like you're going to have more years, like your eyes will readjust and you will have more years before you have to get into that reader space. And so you might buy yourself another 10 years or something. Well, it's just, it's a muscle. Yeah. It's the elasticity of a muscle that's in there. And as you age, the elasticity goes away and that's what stops you from being able to focus up close and far away really fast. So mine was just already too. So they were like, pick one, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I'd rather just like, they gave her the option of doing one and one. Yeah. Huh. Which my friend has done and wow. she's used to it, but 
I think that'd be trippy. It would be hard to get used to that, I think, for yeah. me. Like I doing it in one eye and not so close so up in one eye and far in the other so eye. Correct, my brother yeah. is younger than me, and he's one of my stepbrothers, and he sees that way, and I can't comprehend it. I put his glasses on, and I'm like, I'm going to throw up. But like, if you, <laughs> but like, if you, think, if you think about it, like when, once you start wearing glasses, like when you take them off, you're blind as shit. But before you wore glasses, you weren't that blind. Like your body and your brain adjusted to like, yeah. you know things not being super clear and your brain made up for stuff and I, then i feel like since i've worn glasses my vision's getting worse mm-hmm. i mean i mean great yeah. when they're on yeah but you're well, because also you're, you're old well because your brain your brain gets used to <laughs> I mean, not having to work as hard your brain gets used to adjusting your vision a certain way <laughs> which is so. why i have i struggle so like i can look at my phone for a certain amount of time and be fine and then all of a sudden my eyes are like no we're too tired we're not going to look at anything you can't you now cannot see anything up close and you cannot see anything far and glasses aren't going to help you I, so you're just going to be blurry i will also say the phone screens are probably fucking up our vision bad oh 100 like, oh, so if you bad. think about it like the amount of eye strain from the phone screens so Ash, now that we know all about your eyes <laughs> yeah, and the fact that you had lasik a few years ago and, and that you have a baby it, you have baby. a baby so How'd you get into piercing? Yeah. Oh man. Uh it kind of was more of like a a vice for me at first. I started kind of just piercing myself when I was like 19. Um I had a baby. I couldn't afford to go to these nice piercing studios and I mean some of them have been around for years in the Salt Lake Valley and they they know their prices and they stand by them and and that's great. They do great work, but I couldn't pay for it, so I would buy. I found uh, tattoo supply studios in the Salt Lake Valley that would sell anyone over eighteen hollow needles, and I would just sit on my bathroom counter and slowly watch a needle go through my lip. And just put the jewelry in and come out, and my boyfriend would be like, "What that? What'd you do this time?" <laughs> you know. So it kind of started there, and then I started piercing my friends. Once they realized I'd done so many of my own, and they were like, okay, you kind of get what you're doing, <laughs> you know? Seems like it's going okay. And so I did a couple of my friends, like, nostrils and lips and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's ultimately where it started. It was just I remember a when I was in high school it. in the late 1900s, that was the thing. Like, kids that do their own ears, like my sisters and all of her friends. And she gets some ice cubes out, yeah. numb that ear up, and then just stab it. <laughs> Sean does her own tattoos. Uh, oh. Well. My brother did that. <laughs> Sean had two. Sean did some prison tats uh, in high school on her hand. No, she did one, and then she'd let Dory do another one, just like this year. Yeah, after telling her many, many times, don't let your friends fucking randomly tattoo you with shit things. Like, the high school, pri- <laughs> the high school tat was a prison tat with, like, a fucking needle and a ballpoint. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, it was straight up prison tat in high school. (laughs) I actually, my first tattoos, I almost forget every time and don't even qualify as my first tattoos because I was 16. My older brother, my only full blood sibling, uh, decided to buy a tattoo machine, Mm -hmm. and he he wanted someone to practice on, but I had to hide it because at least it was because you were 16. Yeah, I was like, I have to put it somewhere where mom and dad won't see it, you know. So he tattooed between my two smallest toes. So I have his initials on one foot and my youngest brother on the other foot. Well, that's kind of cool. And so I'm like, I made sure that I was like, it's something I'm still going to not feel like a silly right. in the end, which is good for 16-year-old me. But right. Yeah. Congratulations. So it was not fun. I had to have someone did sit you, on my leg. Did you get dolphins on your back at any point? <laughs> no back tattoos <laughs> for me. <laughs> so speaking of tattoos, that looks a lot like uh, Patrick Cat. Is- it is Patrick Cat. Yeah. You- oh, I can't this see This is that. my dog, Frank. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So was, uh, yeah. That's Patrick for sure. So we had him on the show. Yeah. Uh, and then Julia, he did her tattoo like in February. Yeah. Something yeah it's like about when like he did that. mine. So yeah, I, just the style. Looking mm-hmm. at it, I'm like, that style. It looks just like, like Julia's. Yeah. 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 Frank was my uh, family dog. He was born in my room when I was 14. Passed away in 2020. And I thought I had been following Patrick for a while. I said, what better artist than to memorialize my dog? This that is his paw print awesome. and everything. This stuff's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I That's, get daily compliments on this thing. I'm like, I'm so glad I. It paid says for a it. lot. It says a lot too for someone to recognize artwork of someone like i mean we've had we've had patrick on the show we've looked at a ton of his stuff but like to be able to like just see some random ink on someone and be like hey is that this artist mm-hmm. because it's just so definitively his style yeah and from what i understand he's self-taught like he yeah. taught himself yeah. how to do all that that's so, amazing he gets invited to like these big conferences around the world the world i, yeah. I see yeah. he travels a lot yeah he's you should anyone that's listening to this wants to hear that episode you should go back and find it um it's really good because you know he tattoos like he spent like half his time in Mexico and then he was tattooing in like Italy for a while and, like, and Germany or yeah, France like, or fucking all over the world. The dude's crazy to, to, to get his style and his style. It kind of looks watercolor yeah. is probably the best way. I think he calls it neo-organic watercolor. Yeah, That's but, exactly but with a touch says. of realism and it, it's it, great. It's so unique that like I said, just sitting here, I, I knew that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, it's watercolor, but a very plain portrait of an animal. Yeah, yeah. He does, he does a lot of, um, pet portraits and they are wonderful. So did he do the, the card for you first? Uh, that was the plan. Uh, unfortunately some stuff had come up for oh. him from what I understood and he didn't end up getting to, uh, do it beforehand. So it was kind of the night before that he put it gotcha. all together. So for, which is still great that it for turned most out people, so good. he does like a, it's like a three by five card size. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the trial one. Mm-hmm. And then he gives that to you. Yeah. To, so you have that original piece of art. So mm-hmm. he does that for most people. Yeah. And that's what we'd agreed upon. He does the watercolor first and says, and then you can have that. And that's, but I, I think it was partially whatever was going on with him, but I also kind of had him take two pictures of my dog and make them into one. Uh. Because my dog, had, I mean, he lived to be almost 14 years old. So the most recent picture I'd had, I wanted to show his age. But I also, when he was younger, he had the this mohawk. <laughs> so I was like, I need the mohawk. It was one of his defining features. So. That's awesome. That's like our little guy. I don't know if you saw him. He's over there somewhere. He was. I don't know where he went. Oh, the little one that he's, was in here. Yeah, oh, he's, he's standing he's, here staring at the wall. He's, fif- yeah. he's oh, yeah. 15. And, so sweet. Uh, yeah. Deaf, blind. He's not blind. Yeah. Not blind at all. Oh, really? Deaf as shit. <laughs> but not blind. way deaf. Also does that a lot where he just yeah, stands and stares at like, the wall stares or whatever. <laughs> so when he dies, I'm going to have him taxidermied. No, you're not. That's so fucking creepy. <laughs> I really you can put him on the headboard. I re- no. Or put him in his kennel at night? Yeah. Uh, just, just put him in his kennel only at night. At night bring him back out bring later. Back out. <laughs> just set him on my set him on my office chair where he sleeps all day. I guess you never ever ever want me to go into your office ever again. <laughs> well, I'm on the same page as Bree. I'm actually on the opposite page as Bree right now because I have a I have three cats and one of my not favorite cats. Uh, I've been saying I've never looked into taxidermy for a pet, but I want his hide. You could. It'll mu- be my little tablecloth oh, rug go. sort of thing. I can't. You could mummify. Yeah. The it's pretty temple. expensive, but the Summum Temple people in, mummify in downtown pets. Salt Lake. They mummify. See, I was thinking like, because I have some like rabbit skulls and stuff in a glass case that someone gave me. They're not my own thing, but I thought maybe I could put my cat skull in there and then there's hide. They're so tiny, cat skulls. <laughs> I know. It's got to be close to a rabbit size, right? This has gone down a really dark path. 
<laughs> Starting with a beautiful tattoo into like... I mean, I don't know. We've had... Didn't we have a taxidermy? No, we tried. Oh, no, no. We had the one, the two girls on that do oh, the, yeah, yeah, the, the skulls and stuff. The morbid... Yeah, those chicks are awesome. That's Some, the artwork stuff that they do with them all, that's great stuff. With the raccoons and the yeah, skulls and stuff. Yeah. So so <laughs> you, you start piercing yourself, you start piercing your friends. How do you get this... How, how do you transition from that into it being a, a job and a business? Like, did you decide, I'm just going to go find a studio? Like, where did you start studio-wise? Well, uh, I got really lucky with Glimpse where my boyfriend actually was in a band with TJ, uh, the owner, and they were in a band up until like 2018 together, stopped, my boyfriend quit the band in 2018, but he is now their go-to fill-in vocalist, uh, being that he wrote most of their songs and whatnot. Which band? What band is it? Uh, it is Amoris. It's uh, kind of like a metal core sort of. I don't know how to define them. They've been around since at least 2012, probably we've had, before We've had that. quite a few bands and singers and songwriters. I was just wondering if it's one that we'd... Yeah, they. I think they were dismemberment of me before that. They've been. They were like a high school band, gotcha. and they're still rolling around with different names. members now. So Dismem- they sound like a hardcore band. Dismemberment <laughs> yeah. of me. Yeah, for I'm sure. Um, in any case, he was filling in vocals for them uh, a couple years ago, and I guess TJ had just opened up the shop. It was April of twenty one, and my boyfriend had asked him, "Hey, how's the shop going?" And he's like, "Man, I'm swamped. I need another piercer." He's like, I know someone that stabs people. Yeah. And he he didn't even tell me he had this conversation with TJ. I just get a random Instagram message from some guy I've never heard of. I didn't know TJ. Uh, And I I looked at it as like a spam Instagram message at first until I saw my boyfriend's name in it and went, wait, hold on, read that again. And I looked at it. I was like, this isn't real. And we're working from home at the time. I Unfortunately, pandemic life was... Work in a desk job in my house. Yeah, that's how everyone did it. Yeah. So I crossed the hall and was like, who's this guy and what is he talking about? And so I ended up meeting with TJ and his wife who opened the studio. And within the hour of talking to them, they kind of were just like, hey, we're looking for a piercer. And five-year plan is you run this shop and we go to Washington and open a new one. Turns out five-year plan became two-year plan, and now I run Salt Lake. Yeah, I was going to say that plan um, <laughs> escalated quickly. Very, very quickly. But that's good. That means it was successful mm-hmm. enough that it, it could escalate and, and they could, you know, jump on that. Yeah, it's going so, well. So um, I'm, I'm curious from a, uh, a more technical perspective, because I don't actually, I don't know... I know it's a pain in the ass, like, legally and stuff to get a studio set up. I'm curious, like, because, you know, like, barbers have to have, like, certifications and crap to be barbers or hairstylists or whatever. Do you have to have specific certificates or certifications to be a, a, a piercer uh, in in the state of Utah or in the U.S.? I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah, it's actually, it's very different state by state. So, um, it, I mean, I really can only speak to Utah, but... uh. In Utah, as long as you're practicing under a facility that has a body art license and each individual piercer has uh, passed a bloodborne pathogens exam every year, then pretty much green light go. So it's like a food handler's permit? <laughs> it, I, mean, I mean, yeah, comparably so. Bloodborne yeah, pathogens way. is a much different thing. <laughs> it's but, a bit more serious. I don't know, yeah. raw chicken. Raw chicken can be, can be <laughs> well, I mean, Do you have to get, like, do you have to get as a piercer, do you have to get regular, like, blood tests yourself? 
Um, uh, it's not necessarily something you have to do. It is very important to know if you have anything so you know how to prevent passing that, as well as understanding the signs of other people having bloodborne pathogens and other illnesses that you could be spreading. But really, when it comes down to it and taking that bloodborne pathogens, you're learning all the sanitation practices and whatnot to prevent those situations. Sterilizing your needles so you're not like... <laughs> yeah, reusing the same needle. No. <laughs> no. I mean, that's... <laughs> Do you ever have anybody come in that you're like, I am not touching you? Uh, no, not generally. I mean, we definitely are pretty heavy on the we refuse the right to serve pretty much anyone. But usually the only instances we've run into is when someone seems like belligerent or intoxicated, where we're like, hey, look, I'm not comfortable even bringing a needle towards your body right now. Or you're being so belligerent, I can't get you to hold still long enough to do Does this procedure. Does that happen a lot, or is that just kind of a... I would say even in the last over just over two years, maybe three times. So not really. Yeah. That's I mean, you guys aren't, like, open at midnight piercing people, no. right? So No, that's the other nice part, is we, uh, we're we Wednesday through Sunday, 11 to 6. Yeah, so so like, while we work all weekend, we're off by 6 o'clock and can go out like and day, do... Daytime hours, usually yeah. you don't get people that are fucking smashed at 3 in the afternoon. Afternoon, even on a Saturday. Not usually. There's a, we're kind of in that weird, interesting part of Mill Creek where it's like you get this nice high end clientele and then you get those random ones that have been walking around that Smith's parking lot for a few hours. Oh, you know oh, what I mean? oh that's where you guys are at. You're off <laughs> yeah. of 40, like 45th and Stabby Smith. Uh-huh. Uh, no, not no, the Stabby Smith. Stabby Smith. No, They're no, by no. the old Quiznos. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I miss Quiznos. I know that place is awesome. Yeah. I miss that Stabby place. Stabby Smith's is closer to Denver. Yeah, right. Stabby Smith's is 9th and 9th. Yeah. Yes. That's well, sense. technically eighth and ninth, but whatever. No, we don't got stuff like that going on. <laughs> no, not in that part of Mill Creek. Although there are some weird fucking people that live up there. So you have the rich people and then the people that the rich people hire to kidnap their kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I don't if know, I can speak man. to that one. <laughs> like, like, but you, you are kind of close to Ch- El Chihuahua, I guess. Close yeah, enough. I it's love Dirty Dog. Got to be about five minutes away. Yeah, is awesome. People stumbling out of there with the Death Star. Yeah, they're like, okay, we I'm got our Mexican it. and our two giant fucking margaritas let's go get stabbed yeah i know we get the good mix of the the high-end clientele and then we get the you know the guy walking around past the dumpster asking if you have a lighter or a cigarette but hey what's he getting pierced <laughs> he's not yeah that's that's one <laughs> of the guys he just knows that we might have a lighter <laughs> it's like oh these guys have a bunch of holes in their face yep. they surely smoke <laughs> blue hair tattoos where's your lighter at i'm like i vape man i'm sorry <laughs> yeah you're like we're in mill creek in a tattoo or a piercing studio like we don't smoke cigarettes that's, yeah that's so 2020 <laughs> we're 30 and under yeah. what's a cigarette <laughs> we can't buy so those legally we just buy vapes it, it doesn't yeah. turn on i yeah. can't it's yeah. not turning on <laughs> we've been we've been vaping since we were 16 man we've never put a cigarette in our mouth that's probably true when did too. you switch me to vape yeah um, that was when we vape. When I first met you, you like it was before that. I had no. I'm saying when How I first. How old were you? Um, in my twenties. When I first but you met started you, smoking. I started smoking when I was twelve. And then oh. you switched to vape. So I started when smoking. When you knew me, 
No, I, I'd switch to vape before I knew you. I'd been vaping. Well, before I think then. that you. I'd switch did, back did and forth. Yeah, I, okay. I did back and forth. I so I started. Smoking, smoking. I started vaping when vaporizers were for like you had to build. Like you had your to own. make your own. You and couldn't just go buy them. There were actually you stopped the coils. Yeah. He actually uh, stopped yeah. vaping because his vape broke, and the guy that made his vape wasn't in town, and he couldn't fix it. He didn't have the part to fix it. Hey, I mean, everything happens yeah, for a reason, like, I guess, right? Uh, I mean, it, like <laughs> fucking exploded in my hand, basically. Uh, when oh, I first met you, you were vaping, and you were the only person I knew. That yeah, vaped. I mean it, that was still like you. There were no there were no laws yet around mm-hmm. vaporizer stuff. Like you could get your own, you could mix your own fucking liquids, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was so much cheaper. I remember when Brian used to come over and he had that peppermint mix. That smelled so good. Yeah, but I mean it's whole different. It's a whole industry now, and it wasn't then. Like no. we would get on the we would get on forums to like talk about how to like change mods and like you know they they just started making like like cartridges that you could change out, but not like tank. The big, I remember when we first created a tank mod, mm-hmm. like where you could actually have a tank of juice with just trying to figure out that PGVG mix. Yeah, like <laughs> that was all like I was a pioneer in that shit and then finally I quit. Do you remember those it's bad do you remember those original commercials where it looked like a cigarette and the tip was blue and when you it mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a specific brand. Right, it was, but there were a couple different kinds yeah. like that. That was yeah. like the very first commercial I'd ever seen. And now they don't even look like that. Now they're just that's because it was the transition from the cigarette. It reminds to the me vape. of my glass file. I know that that's like pretty like vague for most people, but every time I see them I my first inclination is all oh, the jewels. My first inclination is, oh, it's a file because my glass file looks just like it because it's got a case. The file is all glass. That's, so the, it's that's the specific bullcrap. And jewels. that's what they, that's what they look like. That's me. like the gas station e-cigs. Yeah. And see, and that's where my boyfriend and I got started is I, I didn't want to quit smoking cigarettes, but There's he was like, Hey, you. your kid's not my kid. So if we're going to hang around, you got to quit. And he was, he had those little gas station ones that got just like the green end, but it looks like a cigarette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's better. It's better to vaporize. Who knows long term? We don't know all of the possibilities. Like vaporizing bad THC cartridges fucks up your lungs. Yeah, be yeah. careful with your THC people. My brother's been through that. So, um, Fun. in the hospital for it's like not, four not days. Not regulated. And so, yeah. Well, I keep breathing the air outside, so. Yeah, it's basically the, the same. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about uh, some of the piercing stuff that you do. Okay. Um, so first off, what is your favorite piercing or favorite type of piercing to do? And then also to look at, because they could be very different. Yeah. Um, I always joke my favorite piercings to do are the ones that hurt the most. <laughs> uh, so in lieu of that, what? typically hurts the most fucking Um, going through cartilage i guarantee it no no honestly people are more scared of those like upper ear cartilage things like that um that they're afraid are going to hurt more but it's i mean the sensitive areas it's your nipples uh the conch actually uh, the bowl of the ear that one's pretty bad for most people some people have a really thin conch but not many uh, I'd say those two are probably the most painful. And you don't do per... any genital stuff, right? No, yeah. We stay away from below the belt for personal preference. We're trying to keep more of a salon vibe and keep it welcome with kids. We don't have doors. we got curtains. <laughs> so, That's But, cool. yeah, no, doing nipples and conches, definitely. Um, and, I, and it's not even that it hurts people so much that I enjoy it's those are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fun for me, too, because people go, is it going to hurt? And I'm like, not for me. 
<laughs> I don't know. Have you pinched your nipple before? <laughs> uh, no, I think I think what it is is uh, piercing or getting piercings is more of a vice, right? It's something. It's a release, um, an adrenaline kick, and for people to get those more painful piercings, their brain is going to tell them it's way worse than it is going to be. Well, yeah, they suck. Your brain is going to trick you and tell you it's going to suck even more than that. And the moment you do it, the power and the adrenaline you feel getting it over. And then you also have that reward of like, look at this piercing. It looks so good. I'm so glad I did that. It's just providing those people that that release that reward, I think is my favorite part about the harder piercing. So and your favorite piercing to look at then is the nipple piercing as well. Uh, I definitely think they look the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I, I don't think there's a set of nipples I've done when I went, oh, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> what's your, what's your favorite to look at though on someone? Um, probably a bridge piercing. I really, really love bridge piercings. I attempted mine four or five times as no piercer rightfully would with person. their knowledge. Uh, I just couldn't give up on wanting it to work. But <laughs> Did you finally give up and let someone actually do it for you? Well, no, I'd had it done numerous times. I'd, uh, by, I've gone to other studios. I'd had my piercers do it. I've done it myself and I just don't have the anatomy for it. And I knew that <laughs> the first time I had it done, I actually went to Koi, uh, down in Sugar House, I yeah. think it is. Mm-hmm. And they didn't tell me I didn't have the anatomy. So I'm like, okay, cool. And it, lasted a good six months before one side of it started rejecting and that's probably part on me you know with taking care of it but after that i think i gave it a year to heal and tried it again and just went right back through the same spot uh so yeah every every time it just rejected on the same side so i just i was like fine that is an interesting thing about piercing for the most part piercing if you pull it out it heals goes away Mm-hmm. I'm sure the older that you get, the longer that that takes and sometimes doesn't. I'm curious, um, gauges in particular. Mm-hmm. Do you do a lot of gauging and what are your thoughts on gauging? Cause she has gauged ears. I can't see her ears. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, my ears are 35 them. millimeters. They're about an oh, inch and three eighths. They're freaking huge. Now, yeah. I, so that's not an earring. That's your ear. Well, I mean, okay. it's her earring, but. Well, it, but it looks like, okay, so you guys have to understand it looks like a hoop with like a triangle yeah. thing on the bottom of it. She's trying to keep it classy. Okay. I've had on this size for 15 that? years. Yeah, but that is, that is. From my is, angle, I just thought it was a regular earring. So you, yeah. I think it must be a girl. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't tell hanging underneath the thing that it was a gauge. Probably just because I look at jewelry. Yeah, no, I think. If they're done the right way, they can be great. I, I've had, I did mine super fast when I was 18. I was pregnant, so I had wonderful elasticity. And so I don't recommend people to ever stretch their ears the way that I did. Um, but as long as you know what you're doing, you know, you're keeping them moisturized, they, they can go well if you have the anatomy, the enough earlobe to actually stretch to the point you do. Um, I love them. I think they look great. Uh, personally, I stretched mine because I've always felt like my shoulders were too broad for my head size. So it kind of balances that for me. <laughs> but uh, I think in terms of what we're running at Glimpse, I definitely get a good amount of clients who want to start stretching their ears. We don't generally go too big. Um, usually the clientele we get for that, they're at like a regular earring size or just piercing their ears for the first time. And they want to start seeing how that goes for them and understanding that process themselves. Cause that's not something like, like all the other piercings for the most part will, will seal up, but 
Once you start stretching your ears, they're they're not coming back. There is a point of no return for most people. It really everyone heals differently. So I've actually heard some crazy scenarios where people have had like. Do you think yours? Do you think yours would would seal back up? No, no. I've definitely had times where I mean antibiotics, for example, or neosporin, things like that will cause anything to heal, right? And I've had times after a major surgery or anything that I'm on medications and and you don't have your you don't and have I don't your keep plugs jewelry in because yeah, I'm because just hanging out in bed yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I, I did a stint of 30 days in bed after a car accident a, a handful of years ago, and I had to restretch my ears because they shrink up. Antibiotics will definitely lead towards that. And so I've had some people I've heard that were like, yeah, I had two inch plugs and now I wear regular earrings. They're a little loose. They'll never be a regular earring size, but I could hide. That's crazy. Two inches to go down to like a regular size earring is Mm -hmm. wild to me, but it is like a freak scenario. Most people have to sew that up. Yeah. You gotta have surgery surgery to Mm -hmm. sew those ears up and cut off the excess and Then don't See, but I've had friends have done that and then stretched them again. <laughs> and they're crazy. like, what is this weird bar- ball of scar tissue? I'm like, oh, it's maybe that you that's, cut your ears off and did it again. That's the scar tissue from what you did to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they know who they are. <laughs> so you don't seem like the kind of person that has stinky gauges because a lot of those freaking reek because people don't take care of them. Yeah, well, and there's a factor, a various amount of factors that actually play into that. Is a lot of times, yeah, it is bad hygiene. But other times it is um, a reaction to materials. So, for example, I personally can't wear like stainless steel, things like that for prolonged periods of time where I get that what we joke is ear cheese, you know, and that's what smells. Even if you're like, you cleaned them today. Just rejecting out that material. Yes, well, it's even, the material. Even just this one that I've had for, I can't even remember. I got it like in, I don't know junior or something like if i have a certain earring in it for too long it will just randomly get infected Mm -hmm. and i've literally had it for 25 plus years yeah it's just the and i'm just like oh and i've just got it i've got to take it out get the infection out of it let it heal up a little bit put a different earring in it and then it comes back but i imagine with a stretched ear like that could just happen a little bit more often just because like you're I mean, yeah, it's, You're a, it's the same thing. It's just it. a bigger yeah. hole. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so if somebody wants to get a piercing, be whatever it is, how do they go about that process? Uh, with Glimpse, currently, primarily we're booking on our website. Um, so we would just have you go. We list all our services on our website, showing the price of each service, kind of describing what it is in case, you know, we have plenty of people who don't really know what the names of all these things are and everyone calls them something different. Um, but really from there, we give plenty of options for education. They get an email, they get a text, they can reach out to us with questions. Um, we even offer consults if they want to come in first and talk about different piercings. That can be a whole other appointment in itself for free where they can just come in and say, Hey, like, what do you think? And kind of be educated before mm-hmm. they, they get into it. But really it's, it starts with just, Step one with having an appointment or lately, as of the summer, we've been taking walk-ins pretty much every day okay. unless we only have one piercer. What's your, uh, what is your most common piercing right now? What are people doing the most of? Is it just like simple ear stuff? Yeah, mostly Nose. with nostrils, earlobes, helix is just the upper outer cartilage. Belly buttons? 
Uh, pretty common, yeah. yeah. Yeah, probably more so amongst like high school girls. I've done a couple guys navels this summer, which has been really fun. Uh, but yeah, mostly not. Have we gotten the past the Marilyn Monroe phase? I hope so. I can't. As you can see, I had one. I don't I, know if you noticed, I can't but see. yeah, I can yeah, see. I wish no one could see. I, That'd well, be cool. I look. <laughs> I get the idea of that piercing, but it doesn't look good on ninety nine percent of people. You have to have a certain face for that beauty mark look to actually look good. So, well, and I think the jewelry matters yeah, too. Yeah, oh, for sure. So I've got a question that I've always thought when when people's lips or or like that does it mess up your teeth does the back of the earring like scrape on your teeth it can yeah that's another big part of like having a consultation or doing your research before getting especially oral piercings is um making sure that you have professional advice on where your gum line sits or, you know, cause everyone's oral structure is different. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, my, my upper lip piercings, they're high enough up with where my gum line is that they don't interfere with my enamel. But if I, for example, didn't know how to take care of my piercings, initially you're pierced with a longer bar. If I kept that long, then in the long run, yes, it would start to eat away my gum line as well. Um, and that's where it really comes in that we need to make sure we're pushing aftercare and understanding yeah. and how to take care of piercings so that people know how to prevent as best as they can issues like eating their enamel away or their gum line. Right. Because that could, I just think, I don't know, if that's scraping on your tooth all day long, mm-hmm. eventually that's going to cause problems. Yeah. Well, I mean, you even run into things like where I, I have a hoop in this upper lip piercing and I end up with an oral fixation of just rolling it around with my teeth. That and eventually will start to affect my teeth, teeth. or people with tongue piercings who you start with a longer bar because the tongue swells like crazy and they don't downsize I, that bar and they just click it on their teeth. Have you seen the movie Rat Race? Uh, not for a long time. Where the guy pierces his own tongue and it's oh. so infected he can't hardly talk the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It didn't hurt. It didn't. Mm-hmm. So do you ever get people trying to do their own things and then come in to you to fix it? <laughs> oh, gosh. that I I wish I could say no. <laughs> <laughs> like, they have a pricing. I think they have a pricing thing D- on that. The fix like, your shit section. Remo- <laughs> removal of jewelry and yeah. stuff. Yeah, we do removals a lot. Uh, or I guess not a lot, but we do removals. Um, whether they were professionally pierced or not, or people just don't know how to get their jewelry out. Um, but I think one of my favorite return clients actually is because of that sort of scenario. And he started coming to me when he was 17. He's, he's like 19 now, but he, uh, he called my store six, seven times in the, the one day that he realized his friend had pierced his septum and it was too low. Um, and he, he was like, can you just check if it's too low? It seems wrong. And he kept calling, asking questions, ended up coming in with his dad. And this piercing was whack. It was way too wrong. It was like one of your early piercings of yourself. <laughs> right. But I thought was like really good. Um, no, but he ended up um, having me take it out. Not only was it pierced extremely wrong, it was used with a, a plated piece of jewelry. So essentially like a stainless steel plated in a color or whatever, you know. Ooh. So... That is a 
big no-no. Um, I'm pretty sure even the health department's like, you can't do that. Uh, because that plating in a new wound, the way it interacts with the body. Yeah, you just the, get some heavy metal poisoning. The body. Yeah. Yeah. With your blood uh, and everything. Exactly. That plating comes off inside the wound. There, there's a reason why there's specific jewelry that's <laughs> used like, for new piercing. Yes, eventually you can get all the fun stuff, but for now, let's stick with this simple yeah. stuff. Yeah. You want it to heal first. Yeah, that's, uh... <laughs> but yeah, I ended up telling him that. I was like, okay, first of all, even if this was pierced correctly, we want to take this out because it's green, and I can tell you that's not a good material because it's Prison green. Your blood's You're going to have some green. sweet blood yeah. So I took it out, and I showed him the piece of jewelry, and it's just like a horseshoe, you know? It just kind of hangs open like this. But the piece that was sitting through his nose wasn't the same color as the rest already. tarnished. Yeah. Uh, I was like, see that? That's because it's inside your nose see now. that your patina? Nose that comes after... Years of exposure to air and water or your blood. <laughs> What's the craziest that you've either done or somebody wanted done and you told them no? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Do you have anyone that wanted like a zipper tat, like, like pierced into their lips <laughs> or like interlocking hoops on either side? No, generally it's people who think they can handle way too many piercings at once. So I, I think. There's like, here's $600, get as many in my face as you can. <laughs> we had a girl who finally got her dad to say she could get piercings, and I think it was 12 or 13 she booked for. Oh, my God. And, like, one or two of them was including, like, the industrial oh. that is technically two piercings in itself and takes 12 months to heal, at least. Oh God, that doesn't uh, And so we had to call her before our appointment and be like, hey, babe, you got to pick maybe four of these and, right. like, on one side of your body if you want to sleep at night, you we, know? We can't make you Swiss cheese, girl. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one thing you wouldn't think about. Sleeping, I, but yeah. but since you say that, it's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. You put two or three in one side, you gotta let those heal before mm-hmm. you. Oh. So we, that's one of our first questions we ask people who come in for multiple, like ear piercings, for example, is saying, "Hey, I want this and this over here, but that and that over there." You say, "Okay, well, what side do you sleep on?" And they go, "Oh, you're right. Maybe I'll just do this, or I'll do whatever else, you know." But people don't think about that one. Yeah, no, ever. I wouldn't have thought of that. So. I know everybody heals differently, mm-hmm. but what are kind of the average healing times for for the more popular piercings? Uh, general, I mean, if I were to be broad range general, um, like earlobes only take about two to sometimes upwards of six months to heal if you're real rough on them. But everything else, you're expecting at least three, six, upwards of nine months, uh, kind of just based on, again, how you heal, how you're taking care of it if you're... Uh, downsizing the jewelry when you're supposed to be and whatnot. So it's all about listening to the aftercare. So what, right. what are, what are some common do's and don'ts that you have for anyone getting a piercing? Uh, do eat before you get pierced. That's probably one of the biggest ones. And, um, one of the things we didn't really push super hard in the beginning of glimpse being open because we assumed people knew that. Uh, you're more likely to have a blood pressure spike or your adrenaline to take advantage of you and pass out if you're not eating or hydrated, much like with tattoos before you get pierced. Um, but beyond that, in terms of healing piercings, just leave it alone. Like it's, it's really hard to not want to touch new piercings. This is another reason why I can never get a piercing. Yeah. Yeah. You fiddle too much. Beyond you the, beyond so the fact that I can't handle pain for shit. <laughs> like there's a reason I don't True have any story. piercings. I don't have any tattoos, tattoos either because, really? well, tattoos are trashy, so we'll just start there. <laughs> but, uh, 
No, I just, I don't have, so far, I've only had a couple things in my mind that I think I would have on my body permanently, but mostly I don't want to sit through excruciating pain because I'm a big bitch. <laughs> like, there's Fair no enough. other way to put it. Like, I hate pain is not my thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, just leave them alone. Leave them alone. Listen to the aftercare. Those are the biggest things. So, like, I remember back in the day, my sisters, they were supposed to, like, turn them every day. Did mm-hmm. they still do that? Like, that kind of a thing? That is more specific to piercing guns, which we're seeing less and less of, hopefully. So, piercing guns are like When you go players. to players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Players that, yeah. yeah. Like, the idea there with, like, a piercing gun is that it's essentially, like, you know, a stapler loaded with a piece of jewelry, and they just... It just pushes the skin out of the way. Shit, yeah. And you're twisting that to avoid it from fusing with the ear. Whereas with a hollow needle, when you're being properly pierced, you're creating an open fistula or channel for that jewelry it's to actually taking the skin sit in. away. It's exactly. taking all the tissue. It creates an open wound, which then in turn, around that piece of jewelry you set in that open fistula, you end up with uh, what's essentially a scab. So it's supposed to heal properly around really the jewelry. You want to turn that because you're, you're like picking a scab. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Sense. So it just takes longer to heal the more you touch it. I, I would totally be fucking touching it the whole time. There's no way. <laughs> you're even further There's, away I, like, from getting a piercing. 100%. Like even thinking about it now, like just thinking about it, I wanted to grab my ear and like start spinning it because I know the scab would spinning itch. Spinning your and, ear? No, just like the fake the jewelry it, yeah. that's the not fake there. Jewelry that's yeah, there. the imagine. I would just. There's no way. Honestly, the fixation with a new piercing is really hard to resist, especially like oral piercings. You sit there and you kind of want to chew on them and touch them because it's something on your face. Also, I've already got a bald head and a big fucking beard. I don't. Need any facial you got piercings. plenty to touch there. Just got, like, the like, if I had facial piercings, I would be the scariest motherfucker. People yeah. would look at me Eyebrow. and be like, Do you do eyebrows? Uh-huh. Of course I do. You get three or four eyebrows. Yeah. No, just one big one. On just a big around here. the head tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Just Ride a motorcycle. Fucking spider or something <laughs> on my neck. Like up. <laughs> you should get one under your beard because nobody would ever see it. No. Bale neck tattoo. Because you know what happened if I shave my beard? I got a neck tattoo. That's just not very professional in my line of work. <laughs> like you would ever shave your beard. No. My older brother grows a beard because he has a neck tattoo. Guess what it is? What? It says Dillagaff. Dillagaff? Stands for does it look like I give a fuck. Oh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good word. Yep. So he grows a beard now so he can have a job. <laughs> Hey, so you know my buddy Dan that has the vanilla ice tattoo? No, oh, the, it's gone yeah, yeah. now. It's really? not there anymore. So he was in he was in uh, the the ER recently for I don't know for someone that was there, and he was telling the nurses about it. So this was like twenty years ago. My buddy Dan got a tattoo, and this is when UV ink first came out, and he got a tattoo in UV ink of vanilla ice on his leg, oh, of his okay. face. So you turn off the lights, and he glows. Was the joke, right? <laughs> and it, I mean, it, for a long time, like, we just throw him under a black light and you could see Vanilla Ice's face. But, like, walking around, you couldn't even tell he had a tattoo. That's what I was going to ask. You can't see it unless it's in UV light? Yeah. 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 And, okay. And so, but it's gone now. It's completely faded away. And yeah. so, like, because he was in the ER and they're like, they didn't believe him. So they took out a black light and nothing. It's gone. <laughs> so, it's disappointing. Just a figment of all your imagination. It now. was cool as hell. It's, it's, like still a great, it's still a great story. That's funny. I mean, for sure, it's still a great story. But uh, yeah, all the pain, now the reward. <laughs> Again, I wouldn't such as life. Yeah. <laughs> well, she likes pain. She just stabs herself for fun. 
That's how she got into it. She was very clear about that. Like, oh, other people should feel this. This is great. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, so how can people find you in the studio? Um, what, what are some things going on in the studio? I mean, you said the Washington, Washington is where you're opening the new one. New location. Bellingham. Yeah. Bellingham, Washington. Uh, the new location opens actually tomorrow. Uh, it's been a work in progress since early May. Um, so, Really excited about where, that. Where is Bellingham, Washington? I wish I could Washington. Tell you that. All right, I'm gonna look it up. So I what's no while he's looking that up? What's your address for your shop? So we're in Mill Creek. Uh, we're right off of 45th South and 9th East in the Smiths parking lot. Uh, contrary to Google or Apple Maps, I don't know which one's doing it. We are not inside the Smiths. I'm guessing it's Apple Maps. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I would guess it's Apple it puts Maps you as well. In the Smiths, that's yeah. Amazing. So we have people late to their appointments all the time because they the, are wandering around. You're in the Smiths. strip mall there, though. Yeah, yeah. So we're just on the east side of the Smith Strip Mall, facing Ninth East. So you got to pass that Pizza Hut, and you know, it's it's by. No one goes the, over there unless they want their nails done, or the Thai restaurant, which are both great places. Mm, well, this is so, the what? What is it? What, what's the Italian place that's right there in that strip mall too? Italian. Yeah, on the Smiths on Forty Fifth and Ninth. Oh, I'm thinking Subway. I'm no, no. I'm thinking further up. I'm thinking 45th and Highland, where yeah, the, yeah. the no. Okay, I know what you're talking about because you've got Black Cherry across the street, and the Thai place is really good. Yeah, Black Cherry actually just moved too. The, oh, did they? Uh, the the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just moved a bit further down Ninth to a. Kind you were just there. Location. You were at Stella Grill, which is yeah. like across the street from. So it. Stella's yeah, in the other direction from where Black yeah. Cherry is now. Yeah. But yeah, we're right there. Stella's friend lives practically the across the street. So you're so you're by so you're by the Thai place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love so that it's place. the Thai place. So uh, go get lunch at the, the Thai place so that you don't pass out. <laughs> yeah. Thai place. Is the nail salon owned by the Thai people? No, the nail salon's owned by the uh, lovely Vietnamese lady. Anybody I was going to say, I, it's, it's either Vietnamese or Thai. That yeah, no, they're Vietnamese. Salon. They're wonderful. Or I love them to death. There's a lot of Laotians in the nail business. That Thai place is so good. I So I used it to is. work off of 39th and 9th. Okay. And so I have eaten lunch at that Thai place. I think place. we went there for Josh's birthday. So there. many... The Thai place. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, like quite a few years ago. Their right. Thai dumplings are essentially yeah. pot stickers, yeah. but they're the, deep fried. They're so The best crunchy. thing about that place, so their lunch special is amazing, mm-hmm. but at every table, they have a traditional like Thai spindle of like sugar, pickled jalapenos. Uh, I don't remember what else. It's like a four thing that has to do with Thai. It's so good. So I've never sat in. I just order it to go and then walk two doors down and grab it and go back to the shop. <laughs> I love that place. It's so good. That place is awesome. Um, yeah. So Bellingham, Washington is like, it's basically Canada. <laughs> yeah. That's it's really, really close right. to the border of Canada. It's far north of Seattle even. What's it by? Um, right there. It's north of Seattle and on the border of Canada, basically. So it's not by anything that anybody's ever heard so of. So they won't be open in the winter is what you're telling me. I mean, it's <laughs> right on the coast, so I doubt they'll close because they're, okay. they're right they there. they could get one of those ice storms like we had last year. I'm sure Canadians need piercings too, eh? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe yeah, yeah, maybe they can't get them easily in, in, in British Columbia and they have to come down to Bellingham. A. Bellingham Bay. It's Ozer. next to Bellingham Bay. Imagine that. How are you now? now? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely far up from Seattle, but it's really close to the border of uh, of Canada there. Huh. 
So if shit gets real, if shit gets real, you're right there. Just boop. Let's see. I'm going to see how far it is from... uh, I don't know that you can just boop into Canada anymore. I don't think they like it. They're ready for it. We're (laughs) kind of like their Mexico now. Oh, we're their Mexico. It was a funny joke until it wasn't funny anymore. And now they're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. They're the ones building the wall. They're like, don't don't let those white people over. So Abbotsford is... 53 minutes away, Abbotsford, Canada, which is like southern British Columbia. Again, something I've never heard of before. Um, yeah. Let's see. What? You're not helping. Okay. I've never been to Washington, but they'll fly me out soon to so hopefully train more piercers. I've do, only been to Seattle when we flew there, and that's that's about it. But my mom do, used to live in guys, Puyallup, and my cousin lives there now. It's an hour from Vancouver. Oh, there we go. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, wait. that's So they're closer to Vancouver no, no, than they are to Seattle? Hold on. That's not the right Oof. thing. Hold on. Oh, he might he might have mismapped that. He does that sometimes. Did I you did jump the, the gun? I did Are you the, on Apple Maps? Come on now. <laughs> I'm not that dumb. We're not in the Smiths. Uh, okay, so Vancouver to I Bellingham. I love that they think there's a piercing studio. It's, it's an hour and Every time I'm like, man, this isn't a Claire's. Come on. <laughs> it's an hour and 20 minutes to Vancouver, not an so hour. So still closer than but Seattle. But let me see how close it is to Seattle. I'm pretty sure it's like two and a half, three hours from Seattle. It is an hour and a half to two oh, hours, okay. depending on the route to Seattle. Yep. So, so closer to Canada. Than- it is closer to Vancouver than it is Seattle. It's it's really close to Seattle, to Vancouver. I mean... I mean, look on the map. You can see it's like, you know, if you find a find a beer in you. There's the there's the border. There's Seattle. Found a monster in your beer. You get a free beer, eh? So it's real close. <laughs> what? Strange brew. Just tell them to go up to Canada for all their all their prescription drug I needs. I think that you speak in hey, movies. Probably not a bad I totally idea. Do. It's a lot cheaper up there for sure. Canada. Chris knows strange brew. They're still coming back to Utah right now for their doctors. So wow. That's you know awesome. strange brew, right, Chris? Strange brew the movie. You get a mouse in your beer, you get a free beer, eh? He doesn't. No. Yeah. Does he that silence and the dumbfounded look on my face? You threw him for once. See, all that made me think of is that someone told me, I think it was yesterday, that the FDA requirement of the amount of mice allowed in your peanut butter is one. Well, it only takes really? one. So there's allowed to be at least one there's mouse like in your peanut butter. The thing there's is, like in, those large, in those large facilities, it's so hard to keep like bugs and mice out of stuff like it's impossible basically. I mean what do you think crunchy peanut butter is yeah it's mostly bones, <laughs> bones? I guess I there's, guess a few, I like there's some nuts mixed in there too but it's mostly bones yeah did you know that most cocoa powder has a whole bunch of cockroaches, cockroaches in, it? in it yeah oh. so I was told as a kid not to buy pre-made chocolate milk because when they're milking the cows over and over and just overdoing it that they can't get enough of the yeast or the uh pus and stuff out of it to bleach it enough to be white so they make it chocolate. Uh, I mean, I would think that doesn't matter, though, if they pasteurize it. It'll kill off all the bacteria. <laughs> I think it's a color thing because we expect our milk to be white and everyone think that's, yes. thinks that's how it milk comes out of the cow. Milk is not white. No. Go, yeah. Just go over to Utah Natural Meats just down the oh, road yeah, on yeah. 78th. I've actually been curious about that. Those guys are great. fucking awesome. We've but, actually interviewed them. They're awesome. Yeah, they, they sell raw milk and fresh eggs there. It seems pretty secluded. How easy is it to just go over there? And- how easy? It's easy Except if you go on... The, do you they call have them? hours. They're, they're open three days a week. Okay. Like Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, Saturday I think, for like four hours. And so, they sell out. if you ever see a line of cars, 
That's because they're going to open there, sometime in the next hour. They're pulled up to the side hour. of the road and they're just sitting there. It's because we drove past open. the other day and, and it's I like a half hour about, before they open. There was I'd a huge about fucking it. And line. I'm like, what is everybody doing? And he's like, natural meats is right there. Like, <sighs> but you can go in there and just buy like individual like farm fresh steaks, you know, lamb, pork. Um, they've got basically all of it. Hmm. Um, lots of different beef, but you can buy like an eighth of a cow. You can buy a share in a cow. You can buy a share in a pig. You can buy a whole lamb. They, they have goat's milk too, don't they? Yeah, they have goat's milk. They have raw milk. They have. Do they do um, goat one cheese? Of, yeah. Do they they're do cheese? One I think the, they have some cheese. And they're one of the only places in Utah licensed to sell raw milk. Yeah. Wow. And that, the dairy's right there. So there, that is the dairy farm that you're on when you go there. They raise their cattle off site. I was going to say, because, I love that it doesn't smell but like they, a dairy farm. They do their own butchering there. So okay. they have to have the cattle because of the way stupid USDA regulations are. They have to have the cattle actually slaughtered at a specific facility, but then the whole slabs come to them and they do all the butchering there and the meat cutting on site, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. So, so the butchering and slaughtering just have to happen in different yep. locations. Yep. Yeah. It it just, there's regulation just, for and USDA. How the, it's also how like it's owned too, that like they pre-sell it because then they don't own yeah, it or whatever. Because they cannot, anymore. they cannot sell it. Uh, there's some laws in regards to how they can sell directly at, because they're doing their own butchering, mm. but because you have bought Because you purchase share, it before it's slaughtered. Before it's killed. Then it circumvents that. Huh. Yeah, there's, it, it's really fucking it sounds complex everything like everything else. Well, it's, <laughs> it's not a Utah thing. Well, that's that's a USDA. That's yeah, that's US or uh, yeah USDA and, and F, uh, FDA that do all of that. And and it, and it's all because the fucking like huge cattle lobbies and shit that that stuff is such a pain in the ass. They had to get special laws passed in Utah actually to do the the non pasteurized raw milk. Yeah. Huh. To be able to sell that direct, so. Neat. But they're awesome. They're really, they're really great. If you want any of that stuff, that place. Apparently, is there's a bunch of people that swear by the raw milk, and so they stand in line because it's got a lot of anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. qualities and stuff. Yeah, I had no idea. I, did. I figured it was something you had to like know the people or yeah, something. No, and those cows that hang out there, those are the cows you get the milk from. You can actually, if you ask them, go out in the field and just milk it. <laughs> you cannot. People don't go make your own chocolate milk. Just squeeze some chocolate sauce in your mouth and then squirt some go. raw milk in. Swish it around Swish like it mouthwash. Around. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do our affirmation. <laughs> I'm let you go. People don't do that. Um, We're going to pick a different one just because I can. I feel like you're cheating. I, I am cheating, kind of. All right. We'll do this one. If you ask the universe for signs, believe what shows up. Seriously, don't go asking a tarot deck about the lover that you're pretty sure you should leave and then pull the leave their ass card and pretend like you don't know what it's saying. That sweetheart is a recipe for some cosmic ass kicking. The universe is loving as fuck, but it created the tough love game. If you ask for direction and don't listen, she's going to rain signs on you till you do bonus sign. If you pulled this card asking it, if you should leave, (laughs) leave to twerk, you totally should. (laughs) Okay. That's fantastic. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, social media is the easiest at TNU Podcast everywhere. Uh, com is our website. We also have a TikTok where we... Don't post anything. Whatever we posted. There was scratcher ticket pictures. Did I post that, though? I don't think I did. I, I don't think... Th- 
I don't think it posted. Didn't post. I asked you to help me with it, and we didn't post it. We suck at TikTok. Yeah, we were ta- <laughs> we were we did our lotto scratchers in in Idaho, and Bree took a video. Look, of it. I am forty seven. TikTok is not my main form. Of I think part of the problem is you ha, did old. the video within TikTok, <laughs> and you should always record outside of TikTok and then import it. Yeah, well, I did Jeremy stuff that way, and it worked just fine. So I'll have to make more videos because no one's going to do it but me. It seems. I have recorded That's two true. of the three videos. One of them just didn't post. <laughs> 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 it's 50-50 right now. That's not true because I recorded one in Wendover. Oh, that's oh. true. See? It would be 50-50 if the second one posted. Yeah, Did that's you get right. pizza in Wendover is the real question. What? Pizza? From where? Oh, my gosh. I I can't think of the name of it right now, but it is. We're going to no, Wendover in a couple he weeks. He drove so there for his birthday to just gamble for the That's day. That's true. I did. We have been to Wendover. We went 19 times in 2020 on the nice. DL because we weren't telling people we were going places. <laughs> yeah. And we did not know about fair. this pizza place until like three times ago that we wow. went. But I'll have to I'll have to look it up. Yeah, later. let me know because he loves pizza. Well, and we're going there. We'll be there in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah to take the. The, ro- the show on the road. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. There's actually a, a secret code, too. You can get free shots if you say certain words there. So. Oh, there we go. I don't really shots with your pizza. drink that much anymore. <laughs> Do they give me, like, shots of scotch that I can sip on the rocks? <laughs> That's not a shot anymore, if it's babe. A, if it's a fireball shot, I'm, I'm out. I think they have some options, but they're probably bottom shelf. They're so. like, here's <laughs> some Bartons. for loco. Yeah, it, it looks like it's Fratelli pizza. So they're, Fratelli they're just like, pizza. as you come in. I'll have, okay, but, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to find, go look yeah. at that place. We ate at some weird, shitty diner. Um, with <laughs> They're all people. that in Wendover, aren't they? Well, we wow. we we ate on the Utah side, and we kind of eat early because we get up early. So we ate with all the old people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like way early, but we got a free cruise out of that trip. We so. did. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, you guys all have a good week. Um, summer's almost over. A lot of kids are going back to school, so enjoy it. Go get something pierced. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. 